Welcome to our podcast. Where me and my best friend are having a conversation and y'all happen to be in our business. <laughs> but we're glad you're here. We're putting it all on the table from everything pop culture, wellness, and everyday life. And we're even spilling a little tea. So stick around because... Child... One. And we back. <laughs> about goddamn time listen everybody first of all send me money yes <laughs> okay i'm musa and this is my josh i'm josh i'm mad let's go so y'all first of all we want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening to our podcast thank you niggas. child thank y'all so much i want to send a special shout out to uh, Adrian Dobson. I want to shout out um, my boy Lonnie Reed. I want to shout out uh, Jordan John Louise. I want to shout out my sister. I'm not going to tell you her name because y'all not going to be looking her up because I'm protective of her. And I will, I will, yeah. And who you want to shout out? Um, Nicole and Yolanda. Nicole and Yolanda. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Um, if I've missed anybody, Trust we'll get you the next time around. Second time around. Oh, okay. You know, step by step. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast, y'all. Welcome. We back. We, we back. And guess what? And, and guess what? Let me tell y'all, this is a special episode for two reasons. The first reason Why? is this whole got, got, got a microphone. microphone. Let me, let let tell, me tell y'all. y'all. With a, with a boom, boom and everything. everything. And we just, we back. We back. <laughs> And okay. we getting better and better, and I'm just so excited. So if you hear and a poorer door, and poorer, we're getting poorer and poorer. So please give us money. Um, <laughs> so if you hear a dull roar, it's because my air conditioner is on and it's a little loud. But we, when we record, we recorded in previous weeks. It's been a sweat box because we had the mic, the air conditioner off, so that you don't hear. And it. I refuse. I don't want to be a slave. Well, there's that. So another exciting reason why. Um, I'm excited. Reason why? Reason why I'm excited <laughs> um, is in a little bit we're gonna get to talk to. We have a, a guest. We have a guest, a special guest a host guest, today. Our, first. Um, our very first one is um, one of my one of my best friends. One of my very best friends. Um, um, I, I'm gonna I'm see if I don't know if he want his full his full government put out there. Um, so I'm gonna <laughs> let him introduce himself. His name is Abel, but you know we all have have pseudonyms. So he might be like, you know, he might want to be your boy Abe, or he might want to be like, uh, uh, well, I ain't gonna tell y'all. He has, I have plenty of names for him. He has plenty of names for himself. Uh, your boy New, or he might be New New, oh. or he might be um, no, nah, never mind. Um, well, he's in my phone as Ian Ficketer. So when I when I Siri know him too. So anyway. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and get into some pop shit because we have a lot to talk about. A lot. A lot and of shit there has is a lot on. of things that have been on the goings and on the on, okay? So, the first thing, I want to talk about this, this TikTok challenge where um, children's, children's, <laughs> children's, <laughs> children's have been. Um, Slapping their teachers. They've been slapping their teachers. Now, it could have been me because y'all motherfuckers would have died. Listen, there's a lot that I want to say about that. But, see, what I think that this TikTok generation, they don't realize that we are 
um, um, in the words of a, a very prophetic um, artist um, in the black community, we are about it, about it. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I before we read this story, um, I want to say to you TikTokers, um, as I said in a week's prior, um, Nucketh if thou shouldst <laughs> find thine own self to be bucketh. Because, you know, so, and, and I, matter of fact, because I'm a... I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Abel come in now because Abel is also an educator yes. and Abel has worked with uh, plenty of cheerings. Um, so, um, without further to do, that's so ugly. <laughs> I so want to ugly. introduce my very best friend. Uh, Abel, I'm not gonna say his last name because y'all not gonna be looking for him in these streets. So, Abel, what's up? Hey, hey, what's going on? Uh, that energy. <laughs> I need all the energy. No, it's 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 all it's late. It's like your time. So, so this is able. <laughs> my name and all that. <laughs> my lord, you are so okay. So first of all, for let me let y'all know one thing. We quote Paris is burning around this bitch. And if you haven't seen Paris is burning, you are what's wrong with this country. Get educated. Um, so so okay. It's on Netflix. So yeah. So um. This is Abel. Abel, you are you have been an educator for how long have you been a teacher? So I was a teacher basically for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. So for eight years. So you know about this TikTok challenge. Oh yeah. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so so scenario. Um if you were so you taught in the in the DMV area, right? So yeah, DMV and North Carolina. Right. And the, yes, yes, yes. Shout out to to North Carolina because you I don't want to say the schools because I just you know, you know, we just want to keep everything. Just know that this man is a is a is a, a well educated uh uh educator. So um what is your reaction, your response to to children trying teachers? And how would you respond to a, <laughs> how would you respond to a te- to a student trying you like that? Like, I don't want to say nothing that's going to have people judging me. But, no, no uh, say what you got to say. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very shocking to see as far as from some of the things that I've seen in schools. Like, I've seen I've seen students try try teachers. Um, never seen a student, like, actually physically hit a teacher. Um, I have been threatened before. Um, and, you know, in that situation, you got to hit them up style. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and let them know what it is and what it ain't. What it is and what it ain't, um, absolutely. What it is and what it ain't, exactly. But you know, in, and I think in that particular story, it was it was especially trash because I think the teacher was disabled. Yeah. So 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 I'm glad yeah, you mentioned that. So much that they could do a response. Yeah. So this the the headline. Um, this is from Black Enterprise. Um, it says that a student faces up to ten years in prison ten for <laughs> for assaulting. Um, uh, mind you, that's that's half her life now, correct? Currently, right? Because she eighteen. Um, 18. F- student faces up to ten years in prison for assaulting a disabled teacher in alleged TikTok-inspired slap a teacher challenge. And so, this student, because she's an adult, you know, I want to protect all black babies. Um, so we'll just we'll just we'll spare her name for right now. But this young woman um, was a high school student, and she is charged with slapping a disabled student teacher. Now, I'm going to play 
You do it every goddamn I'm going to play week. devil's advocate real quick. <laughs> so we have to do this because this is who we are. So, so we care about all students, but as, as black folks, understanding that, that, that black students are, are being, I think, are being demonized and being punished at far greater rates than, than their white counterparts, yeah. I wonder if, I feel bad for saying this, I wonder if the teacher was disabled. And I wonder. So you don't if, think they were disabled? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just like, wondering. What, what, I'm, I'm playing devil's what, advocate. Uh, and, you know, okay. because because sometimes I think like you know, like look at look at um, I forgot her name. The young the young the little girl that was um, that was shot, um, accused of of trying to stab um, someone. Do you remember? You remember that case? The, the young woman that was that was shot. She was like 16, 14, between fourteen and sixteen. Can't recall. Y'all don't y'all know what I'm talking about? Hey, but you know what I'm talking about. The um the, the girl that the police shot her because she was gonna stab um her. Oh yeah 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 the, the girl that was in foster care. I know who you're talking about. I forgot her name. Oh my gosh. Um, her name started with an M. I can't remember what it was. Uh, let's see. Well, anyway, um, and I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for even for even saying that. Uh, I forgot her name. Um, oh, hold on. Uh, wait a second. Let me. Was it two? No. It was uh, stab. Okay, I'm about to. I'm about to find her name. Makaya, Makaya, Makaya Bryant. It was whatever. Yeah. Makaya, is it Makaya or Makia? Makaya Bryant um, was shot um, for allegedly trying to stab um, someone in her family, and so police responded, and they immediately shot her. They there was no questions asked, and she was. They, they were saying that they shot a black woman. She was a little girl, mm. and so so I'm I'm looking at the situation. I'm, I'm we gonna we gonna get to the the nitty gritty of of kids being bold but i'm wondering if um the case the case that was created for this little girl um is making her you know she's not a little girl this young woman is vilifying her more i don't know i I guess i guess what i'm saying let me let me just get to the heart of the issue i guess what i'm saying is i'm concerned for black students in schools and i'm wondering if they're being dealt um a hand that is far heavier than their white counterparts that's what i'm saying so Anyway, so the report is um, um, after a moment, uh, the, the, the young woman punches the teacher, causing the teacher to fall to the ground. As the teacher fell to the ground, the little girl continued to violently close fist punch the teacher. And so, <laughs> right, she was mad. So, uh, according to authorities, this 64 year old disabled teacher involved in the incident had to seek medical treatment. And the, the young woman was charged with felony second-degree battery and cruelty to the informed. Um, officers learned that this violent attack uh, may have been prompted by a viral social media application known as TikTok. <laughs> That's what they say. Okay. Um, but you know what? Let me go even further. How do we know that that was the case? How do we know that this, that this teacher, I'm not trying, I'm not, and so this is an interesting thing. Because, Abel, you're a teacher, I, I'm not a teacher. But how do we know that this teacher didn't say anything to provoke homegirl? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's um, 100% a possibility. Oh, but okay, I'm seeing that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so the woman, the teacher was wheelchair-bound, so. <laughs> oh, so sorry. So, <laughs> so you know what? Just a quick disclaimer. Um, I have not put my hands on nobody's children. <laughs> when I made that comment earlier, I hit the most 
I just got to go ahead and put that out there. Okay. This is, uh, I, that is, that is very fair. But this is why we have to read ahead because I just scrolled. Right. I did my scrolling. You just scroll. I did my scrolling and, um, this, uh, so she, this, this teacher's she wheelchair. She hit him out the wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at the, it's. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just want you to know this podcast is for everyone. This podcast is uh, not an ableist podcast. It's the reason why we we were laughing is because I initially said that who knows if the teacher is disabled. And then I scrolled down to find that Shirley she is wheelchair bound. Shirley McGurley. Um, so and we're not laughing at the we're, person yeah, being we're in not the laughing wheelchair. We're laughing at the fact that I was like, what if she not even in it? They said. <laughs> the teacher was in a wheelchair. So um, before the challenge, the trend is called devious lick. That's the that's, oh, that's the, what it's so about. so okay. So to all my teachers out there, if you hear devious lick, I need you to look at your students with the bitch. You better I not. Wish the fuck you <laughs> and so this was uh, a September trend, um, and it's. Oh yeah, the student the, the teacher was definitely um, uh, disabled. So. Here's my thing. I think that children don't realize, first of all, TikTok, it is some of the most cringiest people. There's some of the most cringiest, the cringiest people on TikTok. And children take TikTok to be real life. They do. And they don't realize that there are some of us that will surely will square up with them. Your ass. Now, she picked, she, she picked, she picked the right one because she picked someone that probably couldn't fight her back. Right. But, and that's, that's, that's sad and that's unfortunate. And if you put your hands on somebody, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're Latinx, I don't care if you're Asian. If you put your hands on someone that has not provoked you, well, but wait, wait a minute, let me see. My brain is telling me, but even yes, if yes, she yes, was yes, you're right. Provoked, you're right. You're this right. person is in a wheelchair. You're right. And it's 64 years you're old. You're right. I just hope that they won't talk in slick. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that still doesn't warrant what happened. Slap the person one time if you're going to do it, but to beat them no, down. No, wait a minute. <laughs> out the wheelchair, that's a whole other thing. Yes. So, so, so that, so let me say, shout out to that, to that, that teacher's family and to that teacher. I hope that, I, I hope that there's healing. I hope that, because that's, that's, that's traumatizing. Anybody put their hands on you, um, especially if you, um, if you are differently abled, um, that's traumatizing. So, um, I, I hope that 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 young woman. She's 18 though, and I don't. And she's going to jail. She's going to jail. Do I think that 10 years in prison is going to teach her anything? Um, I mean, it's going to teach her a few things. Right. But I think that at this age, where she's still developing, she she still on. She doesn't know who she is, and she's going to do. She's going to do 10 years, and these, that's all of her 20s in prison. She's going to come out and. See, well, that's up for another podcast because we can definitely talk about how you know rehabilitation into 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 society is going right. to be hard for her. But she's she's starting off this part of her life, and her life is basically going to be over. I, I don't care what you say. Um, prison for this little girl, little girl, this this, this young, woman young woman is. I don't know that that's. I don't know that ten years is is the answer, but maybe it'll send them. No, gosh, I, I'm. I'm what you say? It's excessive. It's excessive, because I'm. First of all, I'm a. So I'm a, how much would you say she should get? I don't think. She, I don't think she should get go to prison. I think. I think that, at, if she's in high school, I think that at her. At her. I think she should be expelled from the high school. 
I think that she should be um, she should be mand- she mandated to go to counseling for a number of years. Um, I just don't think that I think that I think she was right right for her to be arrested, you know, for that because that's assault. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, this is a, this is a, a young woman who she don't even know herself. I kind of feel like she need, she needed to go to prison now for ten years. No, but my thing is, you struck an administrator. You did strike an administrator. This yes. person is technically elderly. Yes, and they are disabled. Yes, and you hit them repeatedly, and then they had to go to the hospital. See, but that's the that's the part where okay, that's the part. Um. I feel like we don't have to make these disclaimers, but I want people to be very clear where I stand. I do not advocate for violence against people, against teachers, against kids, um, the elderly or the disabled. Um, I'm simply coming at this from the like just the understanding that young black people are often demonized and they're also punished far more than and far worse than young white people, young True. Asian people, young Hispanic people. It just, and so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm torn, but I want to, let me be very clear. I do not advocate for any of this TikTok bullshit because TikTok got y'all on one. That's that, that's that on that. Um, but my, but my I'm, I'm just torn because I wonder if her going to prison for 10 years um, and... Is gonna make her. Um, is going to be. If it's gonna teach her something, because um, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I look at her mugshot and she's smirking in the mugshot. That just says something to me. It, it. There's something. There's. There's something. I don't know this young woman obviously, but there's something going on, you know. And also, I don't think TikTok is the reason why she did what she did because there had to be something. She. She. She pummeled the the, the teacher right. after that, so I don't know. Like there was some kind of aggression there. There might have been. There was probably a, dis, a, a, a there was there was a, dis, a, a discrepancy amongst them. Okay, and so I don't know. But um, she's. I'm looking at her right now. She's smirking. I'm about she to show you this picture, Abel. Stable as well. Something, you know. Oh, I, I saw. I saw her mugshot. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. Maybe we should have go to the to the Twitter streets to see what people are saying. <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anyway. Um, you know, um, shout out to the, the teacher and, and to this, this young woman's family, you know, as they deal with this, because um, what, what people don't know, what kids don't know is that their choices don't not only affect them, their choices affect their family. Yep, their whole family. And, and so, um, but I don't know what's going on in these high schools. I just saw um, their school, um, it's called Southwood High School. Where there were there were fights every single day, and um, some fathers stepped in. Some black fathers. Black fathers stepped in. Finally, child. Um, Black fathers stepped in and um, and have been patrolling the schools, and violence has gone down. I don't know what's going on with these high school kids. In my high school, you know, there were fights here and there. You know, some of my some of my close friends were in some fights in high school, but. it just never got that bad. Right. You know, nowadays people are taking to TikTok and to YouTube and they have their phones out and they're recording and that gives them joy. That gives them pleasure. And, and 
because mean, they want to be famous. Yeah, they yeah. want the views. Yeah, you know, I I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I love watching a good fight every now and then, but oh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't want it to happen in the schools like that. So anyway, uh, let's let's move on from there I, because I, I, what's I, I used to put the same way until I had to break up a fight and ended up on one of them world star pages on Instagram. <laughs> you did. You you was on Instagram, weren't you? Sure was. Sure went viral for all oh, the wrong reasons. Okay, so before we okay, let's let's you you have been an educator for almost ten years. So, what is your what is your summary of this situation? You're the teacher. You're the professional in this in this regard. I mean, I think you pretty much summed it up. But like, with this girl, there's absolutely some underlying issues there as far as what com- goes with aggression. Um, but I do think the bigger thing here is like. Even her smiling in that mugshot, you could see that she did it for a, for a level of validation um, mm. from her peers, and and that speaks to a bigger issue. Yeah, um, I hope that people don't like get mad at me for you know, because I'm trying I'm trying to see it from all angles, you know. Um, yeah. Which for, first off, what she did was wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, Musa said what she did was wrong. <laughs> I just want you know because people, you know how people are. We don't know either. Like you know, we don't know how. Yeah. What about that situation? Not granted. The outcome, it still wouldn't excuse it, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, I know y'all have heard about this. Um, Alec Baldwin, a uh, famous actor, uh, fired a, a prop gun um, that injured uh, one one person and killed the cinematographer um, um, Helena Hutchins. And um, it's been going, it's gone, it's, if you know Alec Baldwin, well, if you know, it, first of all, that is crazy to hear. Right. That is absolutely, that, that's bananas. I remember um, the story of how um, uh, the late Bruce Lee's son, the late Brandon Lee, was on the set of, of Crow, and he was shot and killed uh, with a prop gun. So um, here's my thing. If it's a prop gun, <laughs> why does it have bullets in it? Killing people? Why is it killing people? That like like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, but but I didn't. Um, so there are reports that he did not. Um, um, he, how do I say this? Um, so let me read this. Um, Crew member said in a statement to the Associated Press that she filed an internal complaint with uh, executive producers for this series over concerns about um, the assistant director, David Hall's uh, behavior on the set. So, so they're blaming a lot of people. There are a lot of people who, um, I guess, should have, would have been the ones to clear and make sure that everything is safe um, on the set of this, 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 um, this production. Um, they're saying that the uh, assistant director did not maintain a safe working environment in, in, in previous clauses and things like that. Um, sets were almost always allowed to become claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, I had to say that twice because I had a, you know, it was tongue-tied. <laughs> um, there were no fire lanes. Uh, their exits were blocked off. Safety meetings were non-existent. So they they saying it's the assistant director. Um, Alec Baldwin was given a prop gun by a crew member who had a previous safety complaint against him. So he was so basically the person that gave him the prop. Alec was set up. He was he must have been set up, child. But you know, um, before we shout out to you know the families that that are are you know grieving the loss of their loved one because this this 
this young this this woman is a is a this this female cinematographer. The cinematography in Hollywood is predominantly male driven. So this was a young woman who was you know she was one of 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 many men. You know so her law the loss of her life is 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 tragic it's any loss of life is tragic but this is tragic to to be on set to be at your your job right not thinking that you about to get shot and die you know like that's crazy so um they were on the set of a film called rust um uh, helena hutchins was 42 years old uh the director was uh, joel souza he was wounded um he was standing behind her that's that's wild um it was a cold gun. It was supposed to be a cold gun, meaning that it was an unloaded weapon. Instead, it was loaded with live rounds. My okay. Here's also this: when when you hand somebody this gun, do you not go and just like like shoot it at something to make sure that you know? Let me make sure there's no bullets in this. First of all, I mean, I don't know because the fact that if you're on a set and you think it's supposed to be not loaded, I wouldn't. I still, me myself, I still wouldn't shoot it just because something may happen, but. I don't know. That's weird because why are there bullets in the gun in the first place? If you if the whole if you know the movie or whatever the show is going to be about, why do you even have ammunition yeah. for the gun? Right. I, I I guess to me it doesn't it doesn't make sense that that someone. Well, also if if I, I'm not blaming well Alec Baldwin is the one that shot the gun, right. but I guess the way I am and as nervous as a, of a person as I am, I would definitely look at the gun. Open it up, put like you know, pull, like pull the bullets out to look at the bullets. I'm like, are these rounds like if if it has a t- if it has a pointy tip, that is a live round, my good sir. <laughs> like like the, I don't and I don't know much about guns, but you're not gonna give me a gun and just have me just shoot it off at somebody. And also like the other question I have is, she's the cinematographer. She would not have been. Why would he? Why would he shoot? Why was it her. pointed at her in first place? She wasn't on set. I mean, she was all on set, but what'd you say? I said all of it is bizarre. It I'm is bizarre. It. Why? Why would he point the gun at her? You know what I'm saying? So, and he was the, probably doing what you said. It was just like, well, I don't know why he was pointing at her, but like trying to make sure that it wasn't had nothing in it, and he was probably playing around and had it pointed at her and shot her and somebody else. Bank. Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, Sally off of the off of scandal said that dog won't hunt. Okay, <laughs> she said that. You know, remember Either Sally? Way, somebody was set up. Sally, who was married to Daniel Douglas, who was who was uh, gay on the way. Um, okay, it's in scandal. Y'all probably don't remember the episode, but anyway, like that dog won't hunt. Meaning, like that does that doesn't make sense. That's not clear. That that doesn't add up. I don't know why he would point that at this cinematographer. She wasn't in the cast. She's not casted to be in the movie. So meaning that he must have been like. I mean, I don't know. There. It's too many variables. Mm. It's too many it's possibilities. A little, it's a little fishy. Because maybe it went off on accident. Yeah. Maybe he didn't mean to fire it. And you know, when when things like this happen. Your people's characters are called into question. Now, and Alec Baldwin ain't no saint. <laughs> he's not a saint. Um, you know, I, I his life is is shattered. His, uh, the the cinematographer's family's life is shattered. You know, at the loss of her life. This director, everyone on, as a matter of fact, everyone that's on that production is 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 probably messed up. It's, I'm sure they're messed up behind all this. Um, 
that is that is very very it's it's sad and shocking news. I mean, it, it's it's made headlines everywhere because this is Alec Baldwin. You know, the first movie I ever saw Alec Baldwin was Beetlejuice. Um, that oh, was, he was in there. Mm-hmm. Many moons ago. Um, so yeah, this is sad. Um, also, he's in Thirty Rock, um, um, The Hunt for Red October, just to name a few. Alec Baldwin is not a a, a, a scrimpy uh, actor. He is one of the one of the greats, you know. Of doesn't he have anger issues? Yeah, like he's had some claims. Um, okay. Yeah, um, there. He said he said this on Twitter. There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. Um, I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred, and I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew Helena. Um, you know, it may it may become come clear um, in 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 a little bit, but I mean, it is what it is. So that's just very sad. So let's move on. Um, so Abel alerted me to this story, and you, Josh, and I, we played it. Um, I don't know if y'all know, um, uh, but Condoleezza Rice uh, was on The View, and the topic was critical race theory. And so we're not going to dive too deep into that because um, we, have, we have other things to talk about. But we're, I, I simply want to just address this. Um, Condoleezza Rice, like many um, fragile Republicans, um, feels that these these topics shouldn't be taught in schools. And she went on the View, and essentially said, you know, um, we need to teach we teach slavery to every student. That's that's the first lie that she told. But she said that she wants to talk about these issues but doesn't want white people to to be made to feel bad to the white um, kids white first, kids and that's going that's important yeah so here's here's the problem that i have when discussing race and and slavery we have to package it wrap it up in a beautiful bow so that people are not offended um by by our words um but the thing is, the topic of slavery or race already sends a red flag, hashtag red flag, because y'all was on that, that trend, that oh, trash-ass trend. Um, it already sends a red flag, and, and white people, and, and y'all, when I, when I say things like that, I'm generalizing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean all white people, because sometimes you have to say that because people are, are raggedy. Um, white people immediately become uh, standoffish. Anytime you mention um, race, slavery, uh, diversity, these are, these are words that immediately press the mute button True. or I'm offended button or the Karen button you know, <laughs> or the Ken button because there is a Ken to There's every Ken. Ken. There is. Um, and so um, you mentioned that, Josh, that um, I guess critical race theory, theory is taught. It's taught in college. It's a college course. So first of all, it's not taught in K through 12. So her talking about she doesn't want to be taught to kids because she whatever issue she has with the kids, it's not being taught to your kids. It's being taught to grown-ass adults who already have their opinions on it. And so you talking about, you know, PTA meetings. Like, there is no PTA in college. I mean, I didn't go, but I'm, I'm guessing there ain't no PTA in college. What, what do the parents got to do with them, you know, 
and what they their kids are learning in college. Like, there's plenty of uh, controversial stuff that you're going to learn in college. Why is does it have to stop at CRT? Condoleezza said that history is complex. And essentially what she means by saying that is, is white people needed black people as slaves to, to fuel the economy. And that we could go, we could definitely go down uh, uh, and talk about that because it's the very reason why 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 black people are disproportionately imprisoned um, and still are still used to fuel the economy even in prison. But that's a whole nother conversation for a different day. Um, my issue with people like Condoleezza Rice is that she feels like she needs to um, scratch the backs of of white people. And with saying things like, you know, history is complex. But yes, it is complex, but history is history. You know, we can remember the Alamo. We can remember 9-11. But when it comes to chattel slavery, oh, no, let's not talk about that. My parents right. weren't slaves. I didn't own slaves. You're not a slave. And and that's that's the problem. People want history to be about the red, white, and blue child. And they don't want it to be about, you know, black bodies that were maimed, you know, black people that black men and women, children were raped, you know, um, all under slavery. And it's to to it's a truth. It's a truth. And if you mention that in a in a in a history course, um, I imagine why people get offended and they get they get uncomfortable. And I wonder why. It, you know, if you get uncomfortable, that like that's something that you got to deal with. And to her point saying that, you know, we need to um, not make white people feel bad. How you feel is how you feel. I can't control that. If you feel upset, if you feel ashamed, you need to deal with that on yourself, on your own. That's something that's that's deeply rooted in you. That has nothing. Wh- black people always the, the onus and the responsibility is on us to calmly usher people into this conversation about slavery. No. It's honest and it's real and it's in your face and you need to just deal with that. I know so many, I have lost so many friends, friends, I use that term very loosely, from high school because of the the shit that I talk about on social media. I talk about slavery. I talk about racism. um, I talk about white supremacy and I've lost a lot of friends and people who have always also said to me, you're what's wrong with this country because my words and me standing up for black people, it's what's wrong with this country because they want it to be handed to them in a beautiful, beautiful uh, box. It's like, hello, um, my name is Musa and I'd love to talk to you about an issue. I would like if you would sit down, please, for a second. Right. If you please sit down. Um, hey, I'm going to pour you some tea. I've got some crumpets here for you, <laughs> some little biscuits, if you will. I want to talk to you about the the R word. It's oh, please. Uh, it's racism. You have to whisper it to them. Um, <laughs> okay. It's like you have to come down on a sweet chariot and talk to them about this. And so they that's how they want it. But you can remember the Alamo. Uh, hit, hit, um, Latinx people are are forever demonized, you know, because of Santa Ana and people taking siestas in the Alamo, like like you oh forever for, forever demonized, and so we can't talk about that. We can't talk about those issues. And I had to tell myself to hell with anybody who is offended by you ta- telling the truth. So what Condoleezza is saying. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk. She said, you know, that doesn't concern. She said that her parents said that that issues of racism and white supremacy don't concern her. You know, you be the best you can be. When I so she also that's a I want to that means that uh, the battery is getting a little low. We're still good. Um, OK. Um, 
when uh, when I was coming up, I can I, I wasn't taught about slavery the way I learned about it. When I was in high in, in elementary school, middle school, and high school, I was taught that slaves came over on a ship. Right. Slaves came over and not taken away. It's like it's like when you when you come over, like when you like you trying to come over. You here? staying in for like, like 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 for for to, to for job opportunities and things like that. Right. It, y'all. I'm going to be very honest with y'all. It wasn't in, I, I knew what slavery was, and I knew that it was bad, but I didn't know how, how deeply rooted in evil, you know, in um, manipulation, in, in mutilation, in mass murders. I, all this stuff um, happened during chattel slavery, during the transatlantic slave trade. I didn't learn about the transatlantic slave trade until 2005. At that point, I was 19. So that means in grade school, I didn't learn those things. So when she says that we teach slavery to every student, no, ma'am. No. Um, not in the way that it should be taught. We talk about the greats. We talk about Davy Crockett. We talk about Stephen F. Austin. I'm talking about Texas. We talk about Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas. We talk about you know George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, but we don't talk about the Columbus. things that they <laughs> Fuck that, dude. We, but, we, but we don't talk about the things that these people did to black people and that's that's the issue but we don't want to offend white people so we don't want to talk about it i guarantee you if the if the option was were well i was going to say if the option were given to um to lawmakers to remove um any form of slavery or racism from textbooks they would take that option and some have already some have already taken in that texas. option in texas in texas <laughs> fuck the texas education agency i want to say that really clearly well. um because B- books, history books are whitewashed, and they and, and and slavery is washed away, and it's told to be this opportunity right. for blacks to to come and work for a better life. For a better life, I sw- I just want to sit in a history class. I want to sit in a history class and listen to some of the, the the lies. I never had a history teacher in in high school, in middle school, in junior high, that talked about slavery as something evil. Never. Never, never, never did I have. I never had a black history teacher. All my, all my teachers were white. Yeah. I had one, one black teacher, Miss uh, um, Strambler. Shout out to Miss Strambler. She's Jamaican. Um, um, that's <laughs> she was. She looked white. She's like a white woman. You wouldn't. You only, only time you would know is she opened it when she opened her mouth. Mm. Full, full Jamaican accent. But um, in that class, it was my fourth grade history class. Um, I remember we were painting western scenes on Manila paper. And Andrew Kimmerling, uh, I remember him clearly. Mm. He was drawing these little brown dots. He said, "Look, Dustin, this is you." What? I stood up <laughs> from my little desk. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to throw my box of crayons at him, but that was a sixty-four count, so I don't right. know. Exp- it was with expensive crayon with the sharpener in the back. <laughs> um, um, always. Um, but that was the first time. That was the very first time that I realized that I was truly different from my student, from my other classmates. When he, everyone laughed. Everyone in the classroom laughed at me. And Miss Strambler um, took him to the side and she talked to him. I don't know what she said to him, but she spoke to him. And um, I mean, he had some act writing when he came back. But it, I remember that day because that was the day that I said, you're different. You're not like these people, you know? And so no students aren't being taught the true, the, the truth about slavery in, in grade school. And they're just becoming they're they're, they're coming out of co- of high school stupid, right. <laughs> and they're in college stupid because they're not taking Africana studies, 
They're not learning about these things. They're testing out of history class, and they're stupid. So when you talk to them about slavery, they immediately become offended. And these stupid students graduate from college and become lawyers and stupid doctors politicians. And, congr- and politicians. And they, and they don't give a shit about black people, and they don't give a shit about slavery, and they don't give a shit about white supremacy, and they don't understand these evils because they weren't taught these things, so they believe they don't exist. Then you have those students who know what slavery is, and they still deny it, and they still say that it don't exist because we live in the great um, state of Texas, we live in the U.S. of A., and everything is peaches, cream, and apple pie. (laughs) So to y'all, I say you need to educate yourselves. To those teachers who are not um, uh, teaching your students the truth about slavery, you ought to do better. You're being trash and you're being raggedy, and it's a shame. So, moving right along, shall we? Mic drop. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to, I'm not going to sit on this long, but um, the, um, the man who, um, they found the remains of Brian Laundrie. Um, Brian Laundrie was that, that gentleman who um, was uh, uh, with uh, Gabby Petito, um, who, who mysteriously was, was, miss, was missing, and they found her remains, and uh, they found his remains, and there will be no funeral for him. Um, the autopsy that was uh, performed on him found his death to be uh, inconclusive, I think. Is that, incon- is that the right word? Yeah, inconclusive. Um, so... That mean they don't know what happened, right? Right. Um, see, child, things are gonna be covered up the way they covered up. But I, I want to touch on this quickly because I, I don't know much about this case. But I will say that it is astonishing how people, how the 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 nation were fixated on this young woman's uh um her being miss being missing. Yeah. And uh, people of color go missing all the time. All the time, and there's never any, you know, there was no, there's no national coverage of that. Mm-mm. Moving right along, right. Uh, okay. So this episode, <laughs> wait, before did you wait. did you want to talk about your friend Boosie? I mean, we ain't got to. I mean, because I'm tired of the nigga. To to be honest, let me just say this <laughs> to little B O O S I E Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> that was right. That was perfect timing, though, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Who, who was dying? Lil Boosie, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you something. And I want to make it very clear. You're not gonna. You're not gonna hear this, but I, I, you probably got friends uh, that are that are gay, and they probably listen to this podcast at some point. So I want to talk to Torrance Ivy Hatch Jr. Oh that's, wow, that's a little little boosie, <clears throat> bitch. <laughs> you are so concerned with what hmm. queer men put up their ass. It begs to question how you know. And why are you so concerned? You always have something to say about gay people. You don't see your own fault, you yellow-eyed okay. buzzard. 
you mm, I'm 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 being very careful because like words be coming back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like words are powerful. And what you don't understand, Boosie, when you can spell correctly, what you don't understand, and I'm being very problematic with this, that everything you put out, it comes back to you. When you threaten people, when you say people should commit suicide, I hope that nobody is putting that on you or your children, but just know that it definitely comes back. In some way, shape, or form. In some way, shape, or form. You think that you being a gangster means that people should be scared of you. Nigga, you are four foot three. (laughs) Okay. You will never be in the same room as Lil Nas X. Because Lil Nas X is going to award shows. Lil Nas X is playing sold out shows with people who are not wearing their masks. Um, <laughs> He's making more money than Lil you. Lil Nas X is making more money than you. Lil Nas X's net worth is more than the fans that you have on this entire planet. And I mean that. You are garbage. All I wanted was a few hits that you gave me. I, I, I've, I've, I remember doing the chicken head to a few of your songs. <laughs> Um, but other than that, you're not a great lyricist at all. You don't put out quality music. At you all. put out music that people want to fight to put, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I haven't had sweat dripping down my back to one of your songs as I come, as I, as I chicken headed all on the dance floor. Wow. So to you, I just want to say, fuck you, bruh. Um, you have so much to say about gay people, girl. <laughs> and they ain't worried about you. Lil Nas X ha- trolls this man, trolls him. And I, sometimes, I th- me and Abel had this conversation. Sometimes I wish he didn't troll him, but I, I kind of like it because it's giving straight black men a taste of their own medicine. Right. Because they, listen, to all my cishet black men who are not problematic and who work every day to better yourselves, Shout out to you. Reach out to a homeboy. Let your homeboys know that they're being trash and they're being problematic and they're being homophobic. And let them know it don't, it don't take all that. You can live your life. You can just mind your goddamn mind business. Mind your goddamn business. And the reason why Lil Nas X is on that ass, pause, no pause, uh, <laughs> is on that ass because Lil Boosie came for him first. Lil Boosie, man, you... You really, you really aren't who you think you are? Yeah, sure. You might have killed a man and got away with it. But who are you without a gun? And without Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I, I reported Boosie's tweet yesterday. I have been on Twitter since Twitter first started. I have never reported a tweet before in my life. But when I tell you right now that rep- reporting Lil Boosie's tweet gave me unspeakable joy. 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 <laughs> Down in my, my soul, soul. <laughs> <laughs> gave me joy unspeakable. Woo. I just want all of you homophobic men to know that gay folks have been around, gonna be around, and they here, we here forever, forever. So this is um, I simply say kiss my ass, little boosie, and that's all. Well, I mean, well. <laughs> That. Wait, <laughs> I just have one question. When did he find the time to do this? Because ain't he in jail right now? No, LaBoose ain't in jail, but Tom. Tom. I, he, he, just, he just went to jail. When? He did something. No, he, he, he went in and got right out. Oh, oh well, shit. Oh. Yeah. 
it was people that fight at, at that concert. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. When you said when he found the time, I was like, he ain't got nothing but time. He ain't doing nothing this but true. But but eating uh, Fruit Loops with Hennessy and not washing his drawers. He oh, oh his ass. That that that, and I can Cause say because washing your ass is gay. So <laughs> apparently, I need Lil Nas X to up the ante on that ass though. Yeah, he do. Uh, like a Mariah Carey, why you so obsessed with me type video. Yeah, with a boot like I need that. I need that. <laughs> that is, I like that. He also needs to, to thank him at an award show. I'm like, I want to thank thank my boo, my Bill number Boosie, one fan, my number one fan. Um, I hope. So, and then silencing Boosie is like, you know, he's like, oh, they trying to keep me down, they trying to keep the man down, trying to keep me nigga down. They trying to delete, man, delete all that man's social media. Like, delete everything. I don't care. Delete all that shit. People, <laughs> people think that freedom of speech means that you won't be checked. And I need some, I need some, 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 some hood ass, like, gay niggas to go and and check up on Lil Boosie. All right, <laughs> pay pay him. Nah, I don't, I don't want any violence to come upon that man. But I do want him to shut the whole fuck up. So, that's all I have to say about Lil Boosie, and his fans on Twitter, where, where common sense goes to die. Um, before we go on, because we need to, we need, because we need to go on. Um, I heard a snippet of Be Alive by um, Queen B. That butter pecan goddess. Wow. Okay. Um, that Creole candied color lady. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to um, um, sexualize. Sexual. Well, uh, you know. Okay. She is sexual. Very sexual. Uh, she is the sex. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce Giselle knows Carter um, uh, has recorded a song called Be Alive for the King Richard film that is based on uh, Venus Serena. and Serena Daddy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Josh is, what y'all don't know about Josh, Josh oh is a tennis God. aficionado. Oh my God. Um, Josh can tell you about can Serena's you not, first not match today. and <laughs> what she, what the score was, what she was wearing, probably how many beads she had in her hair. Because <laughs> as you know, her and Venus was definitely rocking them beads and it was very controversial and the white people were very shook. Very mad. Um, but yeah, the song uh, plays uh, in the trailer, the last. I guess 25, 30 seconds of the trailer. And Beyonce is in rare form. Beyonce is giving vocals. Um, she, Beyonce is coming for that Oscar. And Beyonce's voice seems like it's been marinating in Angel's Tears. <laughs> um, All right. I want to shout out to um, one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, Adrian Expression. He used, he used one of my tweets. And I ain't mad about it, but um, I tweeted to him, Beyonce's vocals have been marinating, and he made a video yesterday, and he said that he liked my he liked my my tweet and and responded, oh. and then he used that on um on YouTube, and you know it's fine. I Did love you. you, I love you very much, Adrian. Okay. Um, call me. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I'm excited about that song. Beyonce is doing runs for your life. She's coming. She's coming. And and you know what? I'm gonna say this. This is very controversial. Beyonce's Beyonce's vocal um, prowess is honestly unmatched. I'm not saying. That Are we going there? I'm, I'm just going there for a second. I'm, okay. I'm gonna get off of it. I'm gonna get off of it. All right. Shout out to shout out to the the girls who sing. Shout out to the queens who sing. But live your stats. <laughs> Your stacks aren't like Beyonce's. Your vocal stacks are not like Beyonce's. Your harmonies are not like Beyonce's. 
Um, Your album sales are not like Beyonce. I just want y'all to know that she's coming. And there's nothing that you can do about it. There's nothing your faves can do about it. But sit there and weep. So we don't know when she's coming. Man knoweth not Sir, the day you're not going nor the to hour. This. You're not going to do this. <laughs> Shout out to church folks like, what? Anyway, so just to let you know, Beyonce coming. Uh, hashtag Beyonce is coming. Um, so now it's time to talk about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> the name of this show is Mind Your Business. This episode is called Mind Your Business. Now, if you know where that comes from, then you know why I'm saying mind your business. A lot of y'all don't know about that, and you, I question your childhood upbringing. Um, I was outside. You were outside. Playing. You were, you were, what you was playing? Hide and go get it? I mean, that and a little basketball. <laughs> I heard about you. So anyway, this episode is called Mind Your Business, and it's about... <sighs> Individuals who are starting small businesses, um, uh, I myself have a small, small business, and some of the ins and outs, some of the ups and the downs, child, of owning a small business. And, and one of the reasons why Abel is here today is because, Abel, you own a business. Woo! Correct? Yes. 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 So, yeah, we're just going to get into it. We're going to start talking about small businesses. So... Abel, tell me a little bit about your business. What's the name of your business? What you do? What you sell? What you be selling to girls? Okay, so my business is called Noir Nubian. Um, Noir Nubian hair on Instagram. Um, I sell lace front wigs, custom made, as well as weave um, of different sorts. You know, ponytails, bundles, all of that. Okay. Um, and we've been in operation for about a year now. Okay. Okay, so... What made you want to start a business? So that's kind of a long story, but basically it kind of started in 2019. Um, at the time I was in my sixth year of teaching um, and I was going to school, getting my master's in leadership uh, as well as I had just accepted a new position as the grade level chair. And I was working at a school, a failing school. The school actually uh, shut down um, a few months after. And I was under a lot of pressure, and it was getting to the point where I was not enjoying what I did anymore the same way um, in years prior. And so I was trying to find just something to do, just an outlet, something that I would enjoy. And I've always wanted to do hair. I've always had a passion for it, but I never actually took it seriously. Um, you know, me and you used to watch uh, makeup and hair tutorials all the time <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> And, and I don't know, it was always a thing that I wanted to explore. Um, and so I just said, you know, let me try this. And so I started, you know, taking classes here and there, practicing on my homegirls and my family and things like that. And it was during the pandemic that I was like, let me actually try to do this. And so with the help, with, with the help of you and a few other people, you know, um, I went ahead and had a photo shoot. Um, made a few wigs, uh, made a few wigs, ha had a photo shoot, and I just started promoting on social media. And I had, from family and friends, you know, I had a lot of support. Um, definitely, it was a, a rocky road, but, you know, that's how we got to where we are right now. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, and shout out to Noir Nubian. Y'all, please go follow Noir Nubian Hair on all social media platforms so you can get your bundles for the holidays, girl. Um, so what has been the hardest part about starting a business? The hardest part is it's on me. Mm-hmm. And just accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability is the biggest thing. You know, it's there's not someone that's going to say, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. Like, it's holding myself accountable has been the hardest part. Okay. I feel that. So holding yourself accountable. Okay. So so what has been the, the most rewarding part about starting Noir Nubian? The most rewarding part? Not have, one, not having to answer no, to nobody. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's real. Uh, but also just being able to create something, you know, that makes people feel good about themselves um, has been the most rewarding part for me. And also, like, watching something grow from from the very beginning okay all right so so what have you learned so far um name your price up front Hmm. that's real that's real don't give give nobody no discounts don't don't (laughs) you know you know half now have like like None of that. Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask you. Okay, wait. So wait, I, let's stay, let's stick right there. I was gonna, that's what I was gonna ask you about next. So, what is your experience dealing with friends and family who want the discount, bitch? So you you want to do anything for them, but like sometimes, uh, p- because you can, you're related to them, people you know do want to take advantage. Um, and just being able learning how to be assertive and saying, hey, cousin, sister, friend, whoever, like this is my price. And this is how we're going to move forward um, has been a time. Okay. Okay. All right. So we got to, you're going to stick around for the rest of this episode, but I got a couple more questions for you. Um, these might, these might um, be a little more personal. So answer however you feel. You might say, you know, I'm not able to answer you at this time. But uh, tell us about a time when you felt like you hit rock bottom as a business owner and how did you bounce back? Um, a time that I felt I hit rock bottom was maybe about six months into leaving my job. I wish I would have uh, finished the story earlier about this, but I, I left my job back in January and, um, you know, started promoting Noir Nubian full time. Um, and thankfully, you know, I have a lot of support with that. So, um, but I got to the point where I had like went through all of my savings and I had five dollars sitting in my account mm. and just that feeling of being broke like I had not felt that in so long mm-hmm. um, and so that definitely was rock bottom for me but I think the way that I kind of got over that I was like it, it gave me the motivation to really push and you mm-hmm. know like I started like really promoting my stuff on Facebook I started like meeting with people um you know, just promoting my hair in salons and different things. And in one weekend, I was able to, like, make enough money to go ahead and re-up and buy some hair and, you know, do what I needed to do. So it, it worked out in the end. Okay. Okay, so this last question. <laughs> it's a bit of a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it. Um, have, you, have you ever been involved with um, other influencers or celebrities who promoted your business? <laughs> so this is kind of a long story too <laughs> uh, there's two people uh, that I can talk about the first person I'm not going to say their name the second person I will say their name when we get there but so basically what happened was 
um, I knew this young lady that um, that models, and you know she has a large following on social media. And I actually knew her personally through a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spoke, and you know she agreed to if she agreed to promote Noir Nubian if I sent her like a free wig or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had no issues doing so, especially because I you know I knew her personally. So like I made the made the wig for her, sent it off. Um, and of course, this is during the pandemic. So when things weren't, um, when certain deadlines weren't being met, you know, you know, like I would, I would check in and be like, Hey, you know, Hey girl, what's going on? What's the tea? And every time it was, it would be this like crazy story. Like first the photographer's father had COVID and then he passed away. And so that's why she didn't get the pictures. And then the photographer died. <laughs> what? She killed the photographer, child. You didn't uh, tell me she killed the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then, and then, like she was having a conversation with me. She was like, "Um, how would you feel?" She's like, "I already did the photo shoot, but how would you feel if I let my homegirl wear the wig too? And you know, we're gonna style it and do all of this to it, and we're gonna push push your stuff and do this and do that." And I was like, "Girl, I sent you the hair, and I asked for this. Whatever you do outside of that is on you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care." Mm-hmm. Just do what I ask, you know. Just do my and, shit. Um, <laughs> just do my shit. <laughs> and so, this went on for months. And when I finally saw the pictures, one, she never took pictures in the wig, um, and two, we agreed on me sending her the hair for free because of, you know, she did have a large following on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was for her to post it on there. So when she posted the pictures, she posted pictures of someone else wearing the wig. Um, and my work was like unrecognizable at that point. Like they had clearly had not gone to a professional to get this hair dyed and it just looked a mess. Um, and the person that was wearing it when I went to their page, you know, like, you know, I, I'm, and, and, and nothing against the young lady because I have no idea who she is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she didn't have, she didn't necessarily have a large following. So, like, nothing that I wanted, that I was seeking from that situation panned out. So that was the first lesson learned for me. Um, and then, you know, um, there's another, there was another influencer that, that most of y'all know and love. <laughs> she does advertising on her YouTube channel. Um, so I reached out to her management team as far as, you know, uh, seeking advertising. And, you know, they gave me how much the fee would be and, like, the instructions on how to do so. So this was the part, this was, this part was the first lesson for me. I Now, it was my fault. I did not send the hair um, when I said I was going to send it, mm-hmm. you know. And there was some things going on or whatever, but, but like I made sure, you know, had everything done. I wanted everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we sent off a great package. You know, it was a custom colored wig, 30 inches, um, all that. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, spoke to the management team. They received the package. Um, but there was never any follow up for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I reached out about it a few times, I didn't really get a response, but prior to you know they I, they were uh they were responding pretty quickly um and so like i had to go back into my teacher bag for when i needed to get responses from people mm-hmm. and you know i had to hit miss mamas with the please advise please email. advise <laughs> please advise <laughs> please advise miss mamas and at that point miss mamas went ahead and responded to me personally not even her management team mm-hmm. um 
basically saying like, hey, as you know, like I'm traveling and I'm doing this. So if you want me to send, you know, your money back, I got you or you can wait mm-hmm. and I'll go ahead and do this. Please advise. Please advise. So like, she okay. hit you back with the please advise. <laughs> like, okay, I was a little saucy with you. So, you know, you being a little saucy back, it's cool. So I opted for her to, you know, just finish what she was doing and then get to it when she did. So I watched maybe about three or four different videos that were made after that point and after past the time that it was said that the wig would be advertised and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So finally I was just like, Miss Mama, just go ahead and send me my money. Back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told her that she could keep there at that point. Um, so I don't know what was done with that, but I think the biggest thing that, that hurt my feelings in that situation wasn't the fact that the advertising was not done, but it was the fact that like, I took my time and, you know, me and my team worked really hard on that. Right. And there was even, like, I even included like a letter, like explaining mm-hmm. who I was and why I was doing this. And like, there was no acknowledgement of it at all. Yeah. And it is what it is. But shout out to T.S. Madison. <laughs> And there it is. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'll say this. Um, I was, I was, I was hurt that it didn't go through because I, I wanted this. I wanted that for you so bad because we have been, we've been really big fans of hers. Um, and and this is no, this is no shade to her. It's just that you know, um, as an up and co- up and coming, um, you know, uh, wig maker, you know, and business person. Um, you know, you just, we, we thought this was going to happen. You know, we thought this this was like, man, yeah. this is about to happen. I mean, we drew, you know, a picture for her, you know, like had everything. It was a beautiful, bitch, that box was beautiful. It was a beautiful box. And so seeing, I guess seeing every, every, um, every Maddie in the morning thing come by and you not being featured, it was like, well, damn. And I don't want no smoke with her, with them because you know how to, you know how the Queens be like, they, they come for blood and that's not what we, that's not what we on over here. We just saying what it is, you know, and it is what it is. So, um, I mean, shout out to her, um, and, and whatnot, but you're working. You know, so exactly. Sure. I was gonna ask you. So, so bouncing back, you know, you st- you're working, you're still going, um, and you're not letting that stuff hold you down. So, what is a piece of advice you would give to someone who is starting a new business or trying to get into the hair industry? Um, a few things. Definitely learn your craft, mm-hmm. um, and and don't be dis- feel discouraged because it's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't feel discouraged by the nose or that by you know feeling that. Uh, you're not being supported enough. Like those things will come mm-hmm. and it really just need to stick to course and really understand the craft, really understand the business side of it. Cause even more so than, than the hair side is learning the business side. And then I'm still in that space. Okay. That's, that's real. That's real. Um, you know, I'm, and you know, I appreciate you so much. And I like, I, I'm so amazed at how far you've come in such a short period of time and you know it's it's only up from here bitch you know what i'm saying <laughs> like we, you know it's gonna keep rising and keep doing your thing so um yeah i i i really mean that like it's it's good things are coming <sighs> all right y'all so before we end um i asked a few people josh hello I asked a few people um, to tell us about a time when uh, someone asked them to work for free for far less um, than they're worth. And, um, yeah, but I want to hear from you real quickly. So, so 
tell me about a time when you wanted to support a black business and things maybe went awry. I mean, I don't have a specific time. I mean, because in Austin, well, maybe I just don't know. There's not a whole lot of because I try to do it local, you know, support. But me and you go to that uh, perfume lady, the Black Butterfly in Austin, Black Texas. Black Butterfly. And, you know, she's a hard lady to get in touch with. <laughs> <laughs> like, I be wanting to get, like, Earls some, and stuff. <laughs> yes, Earls and, <laughs> and incense and soaps and stuff like that. But then, you know, at one point she was open, I think, in like five days a week. And then it went down to like three days a week. But then mm-hmm. she was only open from 2 to 2.30 and then 4 to 7. And I was like, girl, I, when are you really open? What like, is it about, Lord? Like, I'm trying to support <laughs> your business, but you ain't open like when you need to be open, need to, be open. <laughs> to get some business. And, you know, at, at this point, I just like I quit trying to go over there because I think. Now she's only open one day a week, and I just, I, I don't have time, ma'am. Like, I'm trying to support you and your business. Clearly, you don't need my support if, if you. <laughs> you quit a Josh. <laughs> I mean, I might just have to find somebody else to get my reels from. <laughs> you didn't quit the lady, Josh. Because, you know, I mean, I, I sh- I, there is a, a demand for what I want, you know, but she ain't trying to supply. So clearly she don't need my coin, so I, I shall find somewhere else. Not Asher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shall find somewhere else. Find so somewhere bougie. Else. Okay, so tell me the importance you think of promoting, promoting, which is promoting and supporting. It's, <laughs> yes. it's promoting. Okay. Tell me the importance of promoting, <laughs> uh, promoting black businesses, or or not just black, well, well specifically black businesses. We gonna stay there. <laughs> um, it's important to support promote. Yes, <laughs> black businesses because you know. There's, you know, they are not the only ones that do what they do, but they, I feel like they're, the, our black community needs our support. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, these bigger companies don't need our money. They are thriving during the panorama mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we have these smaller black companies that need our support. They need our dollars and they put more care and effort into what they're selling. Don't worry about the attitude. Yeah, but so. <laughs> you know, okay, so th- this is why so this is why we do a podcast together because you 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 touched on what I was about to ask you next. So, um what do you say to people who say things like, you know, I don't sup- I don't promote black businesses because they they be having attitudes or they don't have your shit ready on time. Like what do, what do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, hey, tell I, the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> I mean, because I have not really had that experience, but I know people who have had those experiences. Sure and, you know, it is kind of hard to want to support black people when they are not up to par, you know, to what you, you want them to be. And so, I mean, I would say, you know, if, if one black business is not giving you the, you know, the kind of experience that you want to find another black business. Right. Don't let that be, you know, a reason to go back to big corporate America. Well, you better talk to us today. <laughs> I like that. You know, just find another black business to support. Even like if that, that it has to be online and your items need to be shipped and dipped. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but just don't let one bad experience deter you Josh. from sort of, you know, supporting black businesses as a whole. Let me tell you something right now, bitch. <laughs> the growth. Girl, girl let, let me tell you, no, Miss Mamas, it is the growth in you, girl. Because listen, I feel like the Josh may be about Three, three to five years ago, it would have been like, bitch, you know what? <laughs> Go to Walmarts. 
<laughs> get everything you need. Look, I'm trying to bake it in. Do not support uh, Quisha's hand soaps. <laughs> <laughs> they was watered down, sure. and they and they and they smell like glue. So like, right. you can't go to Quisha, but you can go to Marquetta. Marquetta. Yeah. I don't think that's a real person. <laughs> I think I know Mar- somebody. Is it's there a Marquetta in the world? Sh- hey, shout out to Marquetta. How you doing? We love uh, Marquetta. Uh, <laughs> shout out to you, girl. Lord, I hope it's not a real person because if so, you are in trouble. Um, but you said you said something really good. Uh, if 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 you go to a black business and it's a you know it's a shitty situation, that doesn't mean cut out all black businesses. Right. So I, I was a part of a Houston black black owned businesses group on Facebook. I quickly got out of that because for for a number of reasons. Um, shout out first of all, shout out to all the entrepreneurs around there who are selling things like um, um, sh- uh, sh- chocolate covered strawberries, um, okay. all kinds of stuff, baskets and and different flavored um, pickles and things. That there's a, there are pickle <laughs> baskets now. People are putting okay. everything in baskets. Okay, <laughs> shout out to them. Um, but what I notice is that when uh, in this group, in this Facebook group, whenever um, uh, there, so there was a woman that was throwing a party, and she wanted this party event planner to um, set up. You know, you know how folks be doing the balloon things. Oh, I, I hate it. I can't. I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> um, but um, basically, there was a discrepancy in the schedule, and instead of going to that 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 woman, woman to woman, woman to woman, you yes. know, going to her, she posted it in the group. She said. Don't nobody do business with Sharia Waters. <laughs> Don't nobody do business with her name ain't Sharia Waters. Name. Don't nobody do business with Sharia Waters. She is. She is. Um, they love her. She is unprofessional. Unprofessional. And, and, and she she <laughs> ain't got a cooth with her. Um, <laughs> and she uh, was supposed to be in my event, and she wasn't there. And the the, the gag was, the woman um, scheduled the event on the wrong date. And she she thought, but she thought she had scheduled it for this date. And so Sharia was giving her the receipt. She's like, no, you scheduled it for this date, not this date. And she was shame. And so she, but but the thing is, once you put it out there, the damage is done. Right. People begin to believe, oh, Sharia do bad business. Sharia is, Sharia's not, she's not, she's not couth. She hasn't a couth to give. <laughs> she's uncouth. Uh, she's uncouth. And so that's where the problem, so it's like when you, when you have an experience, go to that person. Because people aren't, people aren't, I would say most of the time, people aren't exposing these businesses so that you're a- aware. They're exposing these businesses because their feelings are hurt and right. they want to be heard. You and know what I'm saying? They want to hurt your business. They want to hurt your business because their feelings are hurt. So shout out to Sharia and her balloons. I... You know what? Shout out to all y'all who love those balloon collages, <laughs> those those clusters. I think it's just a whole lot of stuff. It's just a whole lot of lot, you know. And I mean, shout out to those of you who are talented enough to do that and who are using your your lung capacity to blow up balloons, great and small. Um, okay. It just seems like a lot. But so yeah, so so that on that, um, for anybody, whether you, no matter what your ethnicity is if you are starting a small business if you have a small business uh shout out to you and please know that you know um if you can fake your way to the top (laughs) (laughs) no no. um keep 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 striving man so um i'm if you need somebody to do some advertising hit us up for a small fee y'all listen let me tell you something josh is this is the reason why we do a podcast because josh is trying to keep us in business. In business. So like Josh this says. This is a small black business. We are a small black business. Um, if you would like for your company to thrive, 
please give us money. We will we will shout <laughs> we will shout you out and from we will, the rooftops. From the rooftops. I'ma give a quick shout out. Uh real quickly talk about small businesses. So I'm wearing a fluorite um uh pendant that was made by uh Levi the Great. Um, Levi is the CEO of Heal, Love, Inspire um, in Houston, Texas. Um, please go to his Instagram. He makes really great wrapped pieces. It's at Levi the Great, um, L-E-V-I-T-H-E-E, like Megan the Stallion. Okay. Great, G-R-E-A-T, at Levi the Great, or um, also at Heal, Love Inspire. You can also check his pieces out at healloveinspire.com. So shout out to Levi the Great for this beautiful piece I'm wearing around my neck. It's beautiful. So um, um, I asked a few people to tell me about their experiences. Um, um, a, a time when someone asked them to work for free or for far less than their worth and we would shout them out. So some people are anonymous. Some people wish to be anonymous. Um, and I'm going to try to get through this because this episode is, is already going long and, uh, folks got to go to work in the Merrington. So I'm calling out. You're not calling out. Okay. So, um, this, uh, this young woman is a person that I, I, I am, I'm very close to. Um, she said, did I ever tell you about the time my boss told me she knew she was underpaying me and that I was working at my current rate out of the kindness of, of, uh, my heart because I loved her. She couldn't afford to pay me more and then tried to fire me after I had already given her two Bitch. months <laughs> notice to save a few bucks before the holidays. Girl, listen. You got me all the way fucked up. <laughs> all to the me. second degree. You got me fucked up squared. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You know you and not paying me what I'm worth and you finna try to fire me for the holidays. Shout out to my friend for for being the better person because let me tell you, baby. You ask me, and and I'm and I'm you know and so, so for those of you who messaged me, I'm not saying your names, um, but for those of you who posted, um, I'm I'm just gonna say it. So um, uh, Ty says he um, basically Ty shot um, a wedding um, at the college I attend, um, and offered fifty dollars. Ty shot up to like eighteen hundred photos. Um, took him for a bit fifty dollars. For fi- <laughs> fifty dollars. That would have been done on a Polaroid. <laughs> Camera phone. What? Uh, Ty, Ty shot that uh, that event, and it took him longer to edit the photos as it would. He um, he took in in four hours. He shot all these these photos, and um, they ha- they hassled him and hounded him, and they wanted all those photos, and he gave them um, all eighteen hundred photos without editing them. Um, to deliver on his promise, um, he he shot twenty to forty edited. He gave him twenty to forty edited photos, but they got mad at him and was throwing his name in the mud. And he gave him eighteen hundred photos. Let me tell you something. As a photographer, I have done that once. I have done that. First of all, eighteen hundred photos is overshooting, Hell and yeah. and I have a problem with overshooting sometimes. But eighteen hundred, that's a lot. Um. I'm, I'm, I try to be very careful with, with saying things, but you know what? I feel like as we express ourselves, we don't need to be careful about stuff. I mean, we should be careful. We should care for other people, but we need to be real about our experiences. So I did um, I did shoot, um, uh, did a birthday shoot with, with, with a, a young woman and took some great photos. There were some photos that needed to be edited heavily. Um, just because, you know, for instance, you know, maybe there was a wrinkle in the dress or something like that. And so, um, what I did was 
Um, I, as per our agreement, I shot, I tend to overshoot, but I gave her um, 50, which is a lot still, 50 mm-hmm. of the best. Um, it, was, it was hard to get 50 of the best because there weren't, I gave her 50 of the best photos. <laughs> she loved them. She absolutely loved them. And then she said, I was wondering, could I see more? And no. what I should have said was, um, yeah, but that's going to cost you. Um, because these were the best photos. These were the best. There, there were no other photos that were the best. She's like, well, and she's a well-respected individual, and I, I love her so much because she's done, she's done a lot for me. Um, she wanted to see the unedited photos, and so she asked me if she could have them. And no. I just think that that was a good pop. <laughs> I just think that it's, it's, it's unprofessional first to ask a photographer to give you uh, the unedited photos because my my work and my brand is what I'm all about. So I don't want to give you st- photos that that would misrepresent who I am. Right, because post them. Yeah, because there were photos where her bra was showing, and I had to go and edit her bra out and things like that. So I don't want her to post in her where her her underwear was showing. You know, and so I was afraid that she would post those, and I don't she, I don't want people to say you know who shot those. Like, Musa shot. I'm like, girl, no, I didn't. You know. <laughs> so um, and and I was I felt defeated because. I did give her the photos. I gave them to her because I felt like I owed her something, you know, for what she did for me, you know, in the past. And I shouldn't have done that. She but owed you money. Ty, um, first of all, I would have never gave these people 1,800 uh, pictures. Like, child, that's, that's, that's bogus. For $50, but, they would have got 18 photos. Yeah. So um, Nathan is, wants to talk about the time his boss uh, had him watch his cat for three separate trips. And had Nathan to drive his dog to another co-worker's place, and it peed all over his stuff. And um, his boss told him he would pay him, and then uh, switched over and said, I'll take you to a steakhouse. And then he never paid him. Nathan, I'm so sorry that happened to you and that dog peed in your car. <laughs> so, we would have had some words. I don't want no damn steak. I need my car detailed. Yes, yes. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, this is from Nick. Nick said, um, I do photography, so of course I've had folks ask if I want to take photos for exposure. Exposure don't pay the bills. It does not. I'm so tired of people saying stuff that he wouldn't give you exposure. Um, he said, also I had a boss um, who would have me feed his dogs when he was out of town. Once his dog died and I had to take care of the dead body, which I've never done uh, with my, <laughs> even with my own animals, um, and bring it to the vet for cremation, I had to pay up front. For not my father. That dog, that dog would have been laid there stinking. Okay. It would have been in the street. <laughs> um, Roadkill. He, he did reimburse me, but I should have charged interest. He also should have paid a little extra for the extra care. It was traumatizing. I'm sorry, Nick. I love you, first of all. I'm sorry that you went through that. Um, this one is a long one, but but this is, I'm not going to read. Well, that's not that long. Um, my friend Rachel, um, she is she is a lawyer, and she gets asked for free legal advice all the time. People say things like, hi, Rachel, I know we haven't talked in a while since middle school when I treated you like trash, and I know you're a lawyer now, and I just have this question I wanted to ask you, insert complicated civil litigation issue. Can you let me know what my next move should be? I would really appreciate it. I really want to avoid having to hire a lawyer if I can. I know they can be really expensive. Child, first of all, nah, girl. I, you know, and so Rachel says a week goes by and then she says, 
Oh, God. She says, hi, sorry, I didn't get back to you. I'm super busy at work right now. I read your message, and the issue is something I can help you with. If you want to discuss your situation more, I'm available at this time, at this date. I need you to bring a check or credit card for a $5,000 retainer. Here's a copy of my engagement letter for you to review. We can discuss it at my hourly fee scheduled at a meeting. Uh, Let me know if that time first when you talk to you soon. Rachel, my girl, you you better do that. I love, I love that. Damn, that's real. And my friend Amber says teachers are required to work outside of contract hours. That's that's just real. That's just real. Teachers are working even after right. their their hours. So at home, yeah. Um, um, Elise, my girl Elise said uh, she was asked. I was asked to sing um, for a play intermission. The producer of the show said he could only pay me fifty dollars. I was really young at the time and just wanted to sing. After the show, he was nowhere to be found. I didn't even get my raggedy ass fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, Elise, my girl, Elise and Mara. First of all, she is so fucking talented, and I want to talk. Oh, I want to talk about this wedding, Josh, that I that I was asked to sing at, and uh, I wish Abel was back on the, was on this part because oh, another time, maybe maybe later. Okay, um, so Hannah says. Um, oh, like the time I worked at an adult dance studio in, in Bryan College Station and they ran out of money and couldn't pay me to manage the studio. I was the on, the one who wasn't a team player and didn't know how small businesses work like that. She's mad. She's got she's got I, and, and rightfully so. Yes, rightfully so. Indeed. Um, um, we have we have a few more. Um, <laughs> Dominic said I could send you a novel. But um, I had a friend who who commented. Let me see if I can find that one really quickly. Um, but before I'm finding that, so um, I, I often feel like people ask me to take photos and do graphic design things for them, um, and sometimes they quote me a price. They'll say, "I'll give you, I'll give you fifty dollars. I'll give you thirty dollars here." When I was in college, I would do like little thirty dollar photo shoots, you know, because I wanted the exposure. But when you get older, you realize that exposure not gonna not gonna take you to Taco Bell. Right. It's not. <laughs> um, so uh, I should have had Abel on the call on this, but but I can tell you this story, Josh. So there was um, my mother, love her, love her very much. But there was, she used to. She used to kind of pimp me out to her to her coworkers and tell them, "Oh, you know, he he'll, he'll shoot your pictures for you. He'll do that for you. He no, he really he'll do it for you. Just just ask him." So one day, um, my mother had one of her coworkers reach out to me. No, she had me reach out to her coworker, which I hate that when she's like, "This is Miss So and So's number. Give her a call. If you want my business, you call me." Like uh. so, um, she had me reach out to Miss So and So. And Miss So-and-so, uh, uh, she said, hey, baby, uh, my, grand- my son is graduating from uh, Clark Atlanta University. Ain't that good? I was like, that's <laughs> great. Um, and she said, um, we're trying to do a scrapbook for him. want you to put together some scrapbook and make it, just, you know, just make it beautiful. Josh, I, I ain't never done a scrapbook in my right. life, child. But she, people just think you, when you're creative, think you can just do all kinds of things. And so we didn't agree. So the, the problem is, and, and, and y'all, you business owners, let me tell you something right Right, fucking now. <laughs> like, like Abel said, put your name your price up front. Don't be, do, do not let people uh, pull the okie doke on you because they surely will. So she said, um, you know, we just want something real nice. You know, you know, I, I, I pay you. I hate when people say that. You know, I, I'll pay you. I'm like, you goddamn right, you're gonna pay me. I hate yeah. when people say stuff like that to me. I'll pay you, girl. Get the fuck out of here. So anyway, um, she she said she'd pay me. I, I made so I made this scrapbook. It was in sh- it was I was taking my time with it, and then she said, "Oh, he graduating uh, next week, so I need it this week." And I was 
I was struggling with that because I didn't I didn't have a car at the time and I didn't have a way to get back and forth to Hobby Lobby. Um, but I spent I spent ninety dollars. First of all, for y'all that don't know about scrapbooking, that, that shit is, is not that is expensive cheap. hobby. Right. That's a very expensive hobby. It's not cheap. So I I pulled I pulled out of my own pocket and um made this this beautiful scrapbook with all these memories. She sent me um low resolution pictures and stuff and <laughs> um and then uh she was rushing me. So I had to go to FedEx and overnight it from um from Austin to Atlanta. It was $115. Sure. I spent I spent over $200 on this scrapbook, and uh, she never paid me. She would have died. So let's hold it there. <laughs> hold, it, hold it right there. <laughs> so I, I went to my mom and I complained about it. I said that's that that's that's not that's messed up. And she was like, but Dustin, she has cancer. Oh. And I said, so um, so she's still not gonna not gonna pay me. Right. Um, because. I'm so sorry to this man, but uh, I'm gonna need that 200 in, in, in that money, 205 dollars. I need that money. She said, "But doesn't she has cancer?" <laughs> and I said, "And I am broke." I said, "I'm so sorry that she has has cancer. Um, I'm gonna need that money." And so it it caused a rift between me and my mom at the time. And she's 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 in remission. She's cancer free, but she'll never know how that broke me at that time. I was I had no money living in Austin. Um, there was a time where I designed um, um, wedding invites for one of my mother's friends, and I designed it. I was prepared for that money. It was beautiful, beautiful um, uh, wedding invitations. And um, once I sent the, I sent the the image to my mom's friend. And she says, oh, we decided not to do that. Mm-mm. See, you need a deposit. Yeah, and I learned. Time. I had to learn. But there have been plenty of times. But let me tell you what my um, my cousin, my cousin Nooney, I love her. She probably would listen to this podcast because I'm cussing and we're talking about, you know, all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> um, Nooney is somebody who I love and admire because she does, she, she is this elaborate decorator child. She can set a fruit table like you wouldn't believe. Like you feel like you're on some tropical island where the fruit was already pre-cut. Um, she's amazing. And she often, like, I don't say often, she gets paid. But, like, there are times when family members and friends, like, you know, try to ask for the, the hookup. And sometimes she does because she's a kind person. And she said, you know what, baby, sometimes you have to do things. And you might not always get paid. But you do it because you have to do it. And... I, I I kept that with me, and that's something that I kept personal with me because you know sometimes you gonna you gonna need to get paid. Yeah. But what she what she meant was, some that that payment will come in a way that you don't always expect. You know, like like it'll come in the form of a new business opportunity. So she was just saying, just keep doing good by people, and I believe that 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 moment was special because I'll hold on to that. Now let me tell you something right, goddamn now <laughs> to all the people who want to ask for our services. Um, it's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost. It's gonna cost you. So this last one um, um, is from a friend who wants to remain anonymous. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, just Q know that. Not. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> she wanted to remain anonymous, so we're gonna keep her anonymous. She said, "I had a close family member come to me and ask if I could design a tattoo for them." Of course, I said I would be happy to do so because, like, wow, what an amazing honor to have someone want your art tattooed on them. 
Um, I asked about the specifics of the tattoo, and they said that they wanted a large original floral piece done on their thigh. I said I would get back to them about pricing for the commission and that they, they came back with, well, I'm a family member. Why should I have to pay you to do this? I'm not going to pay. You should, you should just be honored that I want your art tattooed on me. Child, First of all, no. You better find a color and blue. No, you better don't talk (laughs) coming me like that. So, so she said. So then I told them that if they truly appreciated and supported me and my passion for art, that they first of all the audacity, right? You want me to provide you a service and then do it for free? Like, how how do you say that to somebody? Like, so anyway, let me let me go on because I I got I got hot. Um, um, If she said, if you truly appreciated and supported me and my passion for art. Um, you wouldn't mind paying for a custom commission to be done. I said it. I would charge them like thirty dollars for the time that it would take for me to design. First of all, you under you undercharging and creating, and said that if they weren't prepared to pay then for, for design, they definitely weren't the place to be paying for a large thigh tattoo by a good tattoo artist either. They responded with, "Well, I just I'll just grab some picture off of Pinterest then." And I said, "Yeah, fine. Good luck with that." They just came, then they came back a week later and said they would pay me five dollars for the design. Bitch, five dollars. <laughs> You got me for all the she way. Said she didn't up. respond. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of there's a lot in that that really just pissed me off, and there's a lot in that that ring that just like it hit me pretty. It cut me pretty deep. So first of all, the audacity of her to say hey, I should you should just be glad. Like people really think no, we. <laughs> you want my service and I need to be glad. And then the fact that the friend, the, the cousin, the, whoever came back and said I'll pay you five dollars. Five dollars. See, that's, get a happy meal. I would say meet me outside because I'm going to fight you in the face. I'm going, we're going to have to have an old-fashioned, good old-fashioned fight. Right. Like, so that, has happen, so that has happened to me a few times where um, people would say, you know, oh, you know, I just, you know, do it for your family. Do it for your cousins. Do it for your friends. Like, but they don't realize the, the work that it takes. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to – I had a situation, something happened to me um, here recently, and I'm not going to talk too much on it. But I will say this, creatives don't just whip up things. We don't just whip up stuff. Like, even this podcast, like, we, we try to put a, put, a, we put a lot of thought into the things thought. we do, you know? <laughs> and so when people say things like, whip this up for me, or, or it shouldn't take long, or they, or they quote you a price, charge what you're worth. Charge what you're worth. Get the money up front. Set the expectations up front. Put the contract up front. All that stuff so that you don't get caught. I've been caught in so many situations where um, people have not paid me for my services um, and for photos that I've taken, for logos that I've designed, and it's the reason why I'm kind of burned out now. Like I, I legit don't. I I, I very rarely um, take up jobs where people ask for logos and stuff. People think that shit is 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 easy to do. Like I, I do logos for a, um, a, a community group that I'm a part of, and I do it for free. That's that's my service to them. I still sometimes feel away because, um, it's it's not easy. People think that it's so easy to just design something. Like that shit, I hand draw my shit, so that's yeah. why it takes a long time. So anyway, I mean, if it was that easy, y'all would do it for yourself. I'm trying to tell you. So, y'all, when I say mind your business, like. Take care of your business. Like, don't let anybody do you any kind of way because people will if you let them. They surely will. <laughs> surely, girly, and her. Surely, girly. 
<laughs> Shilly gully and mercy. Ew. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Look at him. Joshin took himself out. I like when he took himself out. So nice. Shilly gully. Shilly gully. And mercy, yeah. If you, if you listen, if y'all want to catch that, go to YouTube and type in "Shirley Gully" and "Mercy." You gonna, you will surely see it. You will surely, surely see her. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, so again, shout out to y'all who have small businesses, and if you would like us to promote your business um, on um, on our podcast, um, let me know. Hit me up. I would love to do it, not for free. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, before we wrap it up, Josh, how are you feeling? Child, I'm all right, I guess. I don't know. I'm f- First, before we even get into that, bitch, let's talk about last week's goddamn episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> bitch, because first of all, you didn't hijack the episode and did a whole goddamn tribute. Had me weeping in my goddamn office at work. I was not expecting that. I mean, it was a beautiful tribute, and like you said, I was going to cut you out, bitch. (laughs) Don't do that no more. Listen, Josh, we have been to the high highs and the low lows, Low lows. And you know what? I don't don't tell you how much I appreciate you, and I do appreciate you. Like, you, you have just been, I don't know, you've been, you've been consistent, you know, um, I, I do get mad sometimes when I don't know when you're coming, uh, but you do come. Bitch, I always come. You no, know, yeah, yeah. You may not come when I call, but bitch, you always on time. You know, so. <laughs> um, but but no, but seriously, though, like I I thought about so I I'm, I told y'all last week I'm doing, um, uh, 37 days to get it, and Josh was my first day, and I, I mean that like you know, um, Josh had you've been a consistent friend. You have been. Um and and I appreciate that. And I, I wanted you. I hoped you. I wanted you to ugly cry. I really <laughs> did. Um, yes, I did. You know, and, and and I'm gonna tell you a little another thing about last week's episode. Um, and something that we we will continue to explore our growth as individuals. But um, we talked about because when we talked we talked about about my band, and I realized that in the past I've talked about them a whole lot, and. I'm ready to move on. I, Amen. I, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I. If somebody asks, oh, I'm gonna tell them, you know. But and and I'm I'm not gonna go so far as to giving one of my 37 days to them. But one thing I want to say that I didn't say in last week's episode is, um, and you would cuss me out for saying I'm just gonna say it. Shout out to David. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, Wait, uh, okay. Shout out to David. <laughs> shout out to David and shout out to Dietrich. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because I have to let them go. Because they, their, their memory, I'm a serious, their memory and the things that happened, the things that transpired when I was in that band has been suffocating me. And I have let, I have let their um, issues with me hold me back. And they thriving, bitch. Like, David is thriving. And Dietrich is thriving. Dietrich is married. David is married. Um, David is is in a. Ba- I'm not gonna mention his band because you know fuck them like that. Um, <laughs> but but I have to I have to let them go. 
And I also, and I thank them. I thank them for what they, what they did for me and what they did to me. Because had, they, had, they, had those things not happened, you and I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. You know, had those things happened, had those things not happened, you know, who know I, could, I, I might have still been enduring abuse. I might have still been enduring, you know, some of the bullshit that I, that I went through. And, um, you know, um, cleared out some things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And I thank them for that too. Right. Um, for for setting. Thank you, you know, for your contributions. Thank you for your contributions because you've making this podcast possible. Thanks for this MacBook Air. Um, <laughs> Good but but I I I went to the beach yesterday after my um, after the the funeral of a of of dear friend, and um, I went to that beach and that beach was where I used to write all my problems, and I would let them go out into the sea. Um, so I think I've always been like a witch or something. <laughs> Child, <laughs> no I know, I know. <laughs> but but I I wrote, I wrote, I wrote David's name, and I wrote Dietrich's name. I wrote the names of some other people, child, Mm-mm. and I I wrote them in the sand. And so you a witch? No, <laughs> I let the water, I let the the wave slowly just take that sand out to the sea, and that was me releasing that. I had to let them go. Like I, I can't, I, but, but I, but the thing is, I forgot about, I forgot that I did that. I forgot that I let them go. And when I went out there to the beach, I remembered all the things I wrote, I wrote and I, I put in the water. And when I moved back to College Station, I wrote their names on my door. I wrote, I wrote on, like on a piece of paper, I stuck it on my bedroom door. I wrote David's name, I wrote Deidre's name. I wrote some names of some people that you and I both know. Mm. Um, and every day when I would go out, when I would get ready to go to school, I would look at their names and I would remember their names. And I remember something that they did to me. And then when I graduated from AM, I took those names off the off the uh, door and I burned them. Now I didn't burn them like to like chop. God burned these people. I burned them because But if you want to <laughs> I burned them because I was burning the bad things that happened to me. I was I was I wanted them I, I was destroying those things. And I forgot about that stuff too. Like like strongholds are real. And it's easy to let people the things they do to you, it's easy to let those things stay on your heart. And so I whereas I don't the love I have for them is different. Um I can remember me and David driving down um, Plantation Boulevard, child, Plantation mm. Drive, child. Yes, in Lake Jackson, Texas, has a street called Plantation, bitch. I'm not surprised. Uh, not surprised at all. And David told me that we would always do, we'd always make music together, and I believe that. And what I think it is now, he and I, David and I may never make music together again, but we still have 2014, we still have 2012, we still have 2009. I'll cherish those memories of making music because even though my relationship with him does not exist, that art still exists. Even though I'm not getting paid for it, well. um, that art still exists. And the same with Dietrich. Even though Dietrich and I do not have a relationship, I would not call him my friend. Um, I am tougher because of him. And what I'm and I'm not saying people. I'm not saying to suffer abuse because don't suffer that shit. Like get get out of those relationships. But looking back. I don't take the same shit I used to anymore. Like I don't like I don't deal with the same shit I, that I used to deal with. And so, 
and that's what you taught me. You know, like you say, like bitch, you the Beyonce in the group. Like you don't need to be letting these niggas, like, <laughs> you know, treat you any kind of way. Indeed. But I forgot that though. You see, it's easy. It's easy to forget things. So you have to remind yourself daily that you that bitch. You know, or that you <laughs> you that dude. You know, like like you you have to remind yourself. And so when I went to the beach, I was reminded that. Bitch, you, you left this stuff a long time ago. You wrote David's name in the sand a long time ago. You wrote Dietrich's name in the sand a long time ago. You wrote... There's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well. a lot of people's names are wrote in the sand. You know, um, I released that stuff a long time ago. And so, yeah, so, you know, shout out to them. Child, I might have to write somebody's name in the sand. Listen, uh, it's powerful because it's a, it's, a, it's a reminder, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wrote this off a long time ago. Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore, you know, I I went to an event where there was a live band playing and they thought they was the shit, you know what I'm saying? And and I was remembering like, we used to do this, I used to do this. And it was like, it's the same thing I feel about my hair. You know, I see people with long hair, I'd be like, I used to have long hair. Bitch, it's coming back. It's coming back. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, do you have anything else? Um, no, I, I think I that that's it. That's it? Okay. Yeah. It's it's gone long. It's, it's gone long. Yeah, true. Um so yeah. So next week, hopefully, we're gonna talk about some more things dealing with queerness. Um <laughs> and we may have a special guest. I like that episode. Y- yes, so. because that episode had a lot of that's what we gotta give people what they want. <laughs> um but anyway, um thank y'all for listening. Uh please don't forget to follow us on all social media uh platforms. That is child podcast <laughs> that's child with four eyes. eyes podcast it's child podcast right at it, child it, podcast ooh, yes um child. on twitter instagram tiktok tiktok um and please send girl you know what i, I don't even ask y'all no more because y'all don't be sending no questions if you want us to, if you want to ask us questions if you really want to hear from me musa and josh if y'all need advice on anything, we are not teachers, preachers, <laughs> or motherfucking reachers. <laughs> but we will touch your heart, girl, with with the best advice that two oh queer black men could ever possibly give you, girl. With Giant. not a hmm? merch coming soon. Merch coming soon because there we we say things that I think could be on a t-shirt. So. Um, Yes, I'll, I'll be desi- see, and those are things that are easy for me to design because I love those things. But um, yeah, so um, and it's the only thing he gonna do for free. That, child, you show sure right, but not for free because y'all gonna pay for them damn shirts. Well, um, so yes, if you want to hear, if you want to ask us questions, we want to hear from you. Please send your questions at childpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's child with four eyes. Okay. We want to hear from you for real. So, 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 don't, don't let y'all, y'all are kind of letting us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's not gonna take y'all long to just, just send a question. Cause y'all responded on Facebook, but ain't. Why yeah, y'all send, send a, send a question. Send a, it can be, it can be about anything. It doesn't need to be related to this podcast, this podcast or this episode. It might be like, what's your favorite color, and we'll, we'll just talk about it. No, nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just want to tell us how much you enjoy the podcast, because a lot of y'all have come up to me personally and told me how much y'all like it. You know. Well, show that support in the email so yes. we can read it on the show. Yes. And and Josh, really quickly before we go, I want to say I am loving that microphone, Miss Mamas. Oh, God. Because what you are giving us is what needed to be given. All right? Right, because the microphone you gave me previously yes. was not giving anything. Well, 
we could talk about why you weren't given the volume that needed to be given. So yeah, so okay, we love y'all so very much. Um, tell a friend, tell a brother, cousin, sister. It don't matter if you gay, straight, queer, questioning, bent, closed, trans, okay. um, <laughs> in the closet, out of the closet, in the box, or out of the box. Mm. We, we 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 love your listening. To what is that? Loving your listening. We I love. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that. All right, all right. We love y'all. We are bad. Bye.